Welcome back to Restless. I don't know about you, but uh, April 1st is one of my favorite days of the year. April 1st is all... F- no, all Fool's Day. April Fool's Day. All Fool's Day. I don't know where that came from. Did you do the vigil bass for All Fool's Day? <laughs> I did. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> well, that's very appropriate to be laughing about that because our topic today is humor. And you've joined myself, Father Joseph, Diane, and Paul as together we dive deeper into our Catholic faith and some of the joy that comes from our Catholic faith and the joy that comes from really lame jokes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We've got a few of those. We've been telling a few of those to each other earlier. And uh, Paul's was the lamest, yep. but it was a contest, so he won. No, that, that, was, that was not the joke. That wasn't, the, oh, that wasn't the that joke? Was okay. The joke. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry, it was just your face. Yeah. But, oh, oh, thanks. Yeah. Well, I've good. gotten that before, that's for sure. Oh, no. <laughs> So we do actually want to start with a joke. Um, so each of us, I, Diane said she had a really okay a really contest bad one. for lamest joke. All okay, right. yeah, so you got it. So you guys are not going to laugh unless you understand accounting. But I, I, I do. I do understand I accounting, so I might laugh. Okay. I don't understand right, accounting ready? at all. Are you ready? <laughs> Go ahead. I'm ready. Okay. What does an accountant say when boarding a train? <laughs> Diane's laughing already. <laughs> what is? It? I have no idea. Mind the gap. Oh, ha ha ha! Gap is ha. generally accepted accounting, accounting principles. principles. <laughs> <laughs> and if you've ever been to London, all you hear in the subway is mind, mind the gap. The gap so when yeah. I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, it's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just laughing because you're laughing because <laughs> I definitely don't That's get actually, it. I like, <laughs> I like, I like that. Okay. Yeah, it's better than mind the IFRS. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, another accounting term that I don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Couldn't help it. Oh, that was good, Paul. Paul, please tell us <laughs> your joke and, and recover this episode. <laughs> uh, what do you call a fish with no eyes? What? Eyeless. Wait, what? There's no what I do you in call fish. a fish with no I? F S H. Oh. Okay. <laughs> so it's a lame joke. So what do you call a deer with no eyes? No idea. Oh ha ha ha. Okay. That was actually my joke. So. Oh, that was. <laughs> that was. Yeah. That was. Yeah. yeah so crazy. we didn't. We didn't promise they were good. No, I actually like that. Was a good one. I'm going to use that. You like it? Yeah, okay. I really like that. Awesome. Yeah. I'm sitting here with two accounts. Using it at work and, tomorrow. I, I really need Lauren here with me. <laughs> She's not an accountant and she would be as confused as I am. <laughs> and that's okay. There's more where those came from. So. <laughs> I would say sparrows, but maybe bring out another one after the break. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got another one. <laughs> so are you, you know, do you consider yourself a funny person? I would say that people generally either love or hate my very dry, sarcastic sense of humor. I think Paul's really funny. Um, I think I, Paul's funny. Yeah. Yeah, he has a very, like you said, dry, sarcastic sense of humor. I would say that it's coastal, though. Like, I've really upset people that are from the Midwest. <laughs> no, it's true. Like, they don't do sarcasm very well. <laughs> that is true. Yeah, that, that's true. Yeah, that's true. The Northeast is a unique area anyway. Yeah. Yeah, we communicate through insults. It's fine. We do. Absolutely. And guys do in particular. Oh, yeah. Don't they? Yeah. Oh yeah, you have to get on each other. Well, it's it's it with with men, it's who can who can go the the farthest and try to be the funniest because it's always a competition, and then it gets more and more, and then it goes like toward each other, and that's how you actually like push each other to to do like if you're in a work setting and it's a dangerous like terrible work environment, you have to have humor 
and really good humor to push yourself to actually get through the day. Um, so I think men with humor, especially with one another, is actually like an important part of like human development. Yeah. Do do women do that? Do they like I banter in the same kind of like no. tear them down type? No, I don't think so. No, they mm-hmm. have deep. No. emotional conversations for yeah hours. yeah i would say deep emotional yeah <laughs> and then when like girls are in terms of, like i mean i'm i'm pretty sarcastic like my brothers and friends and stuff so i think sarcasm well with brothers this is a defense mechanism is it, mm. it is a defense mechanism yeah. yes necessary yes. so do you value human hu- humans <laughs> do you value humor <laughs> in others oh yeah absolutely. yeah absolutely yeah yeah you're drawn to the i mean you're drawn to funny people yeah and it like just i mean you can't just take life so seriously all the time. I mean, you're meant to <laughs> be joyful and it helps to relieve stress. So, mm, yeah. That's for sure. That's yeah. for sure. Mm-hmm. I hear, I mean, I hear people when they're dating, they say like one of the number one things you look for is somebody with a good sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Mm. It's important. Yeah. Yeah. Does your, does your current girlfriend have a good sense of humor? Hmm. Be careful. Yeah. Because she uh, might be listening. I, uh, she thinks I'm funny. <laughs> then she has good taste then. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> things that I find sometimes funny, she may not. But that's, I think, for everybody. Yeah. But I find I, I find I find humor in like things that most people don't find humor in. So, um, like, I remember there's this really funny uh, Eddie Murphy bit when he was like his second really famous stand-up special on HBO a long time ago, and he did this whole like ten-minute bit on the ice cream truck and how that's like the most absurd thing that could ever be that this truck drives around and all these kids come screaming to overpay <laughs> for ice cream you can get in the grocery store. <laughs> like it's really funny. It's really funny, and I like. I, so I find humor in those things. But I think people also have like different, like to your point, different, like find different things funny, right? So like I love the show The Office. I started watching mm. that in high school. I think it's hilarious. But I know other people who like. I don't get can't it. Can't stand it. I've seen a couple episodes. And I'm like, I just don't. It's get one it. of those shows you got to watch just like a half a dozen I, episodes yeah. at a minimum before you. You got to learn. The I think characters. you got to start from season one too. You got to learn the characters. Yeah. I think it's so funny. Oh, it's I hilarious. also I really don't like Steve Carroll. Okay. Carell? Carell. Carell. I really don't like him as an actor. Yeah, but you personally. gotta love Jim and Pam. Oh, and Dwight. Well, I've always, Dwight. I've always been considered Dwight. So that's Dwight, so Dwight in, is in, in college and high school and my first job and my second job. I've always been Dwight. So, <laughs> so basically, since trend. the show came out, yeah, it's like two thousand four. That was the start of high school. So yeah. Yeah. yeah, but see, everyone finds you know different things funny. So mm-hmm. that's very true. Like some people love slapstick, like Three Stooges. Oh. Like yeah. physical humor, like pies in the face and everything. Go, oh, got it, got it. Yeah. yeah. When it's well executed, it's funny. Like yeah. live or fake? <laughs> Either one. Yeah. Either. It's got probably funnier live. Yeah. But like some people, like for example, Dumb and Dumber, I, I've watched that and I'm like, that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> but I love Napoleon Dynamite. Okay. That's is, on my list to watch though. So. Oh, you haven't seen it? No. Also, stu- you, like you'll lose brain cells okay, in watching okay. it, and I keep points. Sometimes I think movie. you need to lose brain cells in order to relax. You do absolutely. When, when you there's a bunch of like I won't mention it, but there's so much like meta messaging that they were making fun of stuff in Napoleon Dynamite that if you start reading about like the culture in Idaho, it's even way funnier. <laughs> <laughs> so I should read about the culture before I watch this movie. No, you don't. There's have to. a culture in Idaho. Yes, I think there's enough people to have a culture in Idaho. <laughs> they have people. Yeah, that's a good point. I apologize if any of our listeners are from Idaho. <laughs> no, we have all these Idaho <laughs> all of a sudden. Like we just Catholics lost our Idaho audience. <laughs> <laughs> well, as we've been distributing this podcast, apparently we have a big fan in Ottawa, Canada. Oh, so really? you never know. Okay. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, so, no, yeah. so no Ottawa jokes. No. D- <laughs> Ottawa jokes. London, <laughs> Ontario. Fair game. Ottawa, <laughs> nope. Ottawa jokes, off, Ottawa jokes just write themselves. So I don't know. <laughs> you don't even have to try. Right. <laughs> so we... 
So we often think about our faith as being something very serious, you know, and certainly we've had dealt with some pretty serious topics here on, uh, on Restless. But ultimately, I mean, it was God who created laughter. And you look at like the platypus and you're like, that was funny. <laughs> yeah. Like, God, what were you thinking? That's bizarre. You know, I mean, can humor and laughter bring us closer to God? What do you think? Yeah, I think so. I think, you know, um, well, I think I, I go back to like, you know, it, Jesus had a fully human nature, right? He had human nature and divine nature. So that means that Jesus probably joked and he was with a bunch of guys that were all friends. <laughs> they probably joked around and laughed occasionally or like most of the time, probably, because that's how you <laughs> yeah. get through life. You know, you have yeah. to deal with your trials and, um, and, and they probably had a good time, you know, every now and again. So, and we don't have a lot of record of that, but if we're alive in our faith and and we're able to find humor in things and and allow you know that gift to to permeate in a healthy way, I think that 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 can you know a- allow you to be more faithful um, if you have that outlet. Yeah. Yeah, and I think if you're like faithful and on fire for Christ, you know, like you do have this authentic joy, which then, you know, like, why wouldn't that sort of manifest in humor and, and the like, um, and, you know, um, so I, and I, I think, th- it I think one of the things about humor is that it, humor makes us look at the absurdities of life and not take life too seriously, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I think that's actually hugely important in the spiritual life mm-hmm. because like we, when we look at our own weaknesses, when we look at just like this, the stuff we have to deal with on a daily basis, we learn like to just laugh a lot of it off. Yeah, for sure. And there's like you a know? sense of detachment too when you're humorous because you're not like sort of attached to your pride or to all of these things. It's like I don't know. It's it's kind of humbling, and you can just yeah roll with the punches, I guess. <laughs> so I was just in Florida for Christmas, and I was with my niece and um and her parents, and we uh we rode bikes down to a restaurant. We were staying in like a beach area, and we rode bikes down to a restaurant. And of course, we used my niece's. She's ten. My niece's combination lock to lock up the bikes and so we eat you know a couple hours a couple hours later watch the sunset beautiful we get out this is also like december 2020 just as a reference and um combination doesn't work forgot her combination oh no Uh so then it's it's the 23rd of december and then i'm on the phone with the local sheriff's department because (laughs) my 10 year old niece can't find can't remember her combination to her lock or it's not working um and so we have to bring the police in (laughs) <laughs> to unlock the bike. Now, this is like an hour process by the time the, the deputy sheriff get there. And like later on that night, I'm like, I'm so glad that happened. That is hilarious. And it happened in 2020 in Florida. As a, a wise friend of mine once said, bad decisions make good stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's That's great. True. So true. So true. Yeah. And I just, you know, being a parish priest, there's so many stories of like just absurd things that if you don't laugh, it would drive you insane. Mm-hmm. Like I'll never forget at one particular parish, there was a man, pr- people forget when they're in the pews that the priest can see everything they do. Yeah, it's not like a stage with spotlights where you can't yeah. see into no, the No, I audience. see everything and, and people forget that and they're, you know, they're just doing, doing what they're doing and, and I'm just kind of like looking sometimes being like, what? You know, like for example, at, at my particular church, um, there are three, on three separate occasions, different people brought dogs into the church. Mm-hmm. Like, I have seen like, those dogs. Yeah. Like service dogs or no. just no. Just dogs. <laughs> One dog was so small it fit into a purse and she would bring it up for communion. <laughs> Not she didn't the dog didn't receive communion, but she you know. The other one was this big white fluffy thing, you know. <laughs> I finally told that guy, like, stop it. Because it was like a giant like sofa, basically, dog. 
But I'll never forget this one time, <laughs> nothing to do with dogs, but this one time, this, this guy in the front pew at the, like, the Lamb of God, he's like waving his hands around. He was one of our Eucharistic ministers at St. Mary's in Bethel. And he's waving his hands around during the Lamb of God. And I'm like, what the heck is going on? And he comes up, you know, he serves as Eucharistic minister. And afterwards, I was like, dude, Sean, what in the world? It's like this, you know, 50-year-old guy. Like, what in the world were you doing? He's like, yeah, I uh, put too much hand sanitizer on. <laughs> and I'm like, you totally distracted me at the moment when I'm supposed to be praying the hardest. About to receive Jesus. And you're just like waving your hands. But I was like, that's great. No, I just have to laugh at that. What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do? She's like, no more hand sanitizer for you. Yeah, it actually must be pretty entertaining to watch all the things that go on at mass. Entertaining, but a little distracting. Oh, yeah. yeah. Not going to lie, a little that's distracting. It might, you must get used to it, though. Like, I always um, admire the the priests or lectors that can keep um, lecturing or reading the gospel and then, or providing the homily and just keep going And while there's, like, 30 screaming babies. The babies, I don't mind. I did <laughs> mind when the guy brought out the newspaper during my homily. That's not Started to read that one. <laughs> <laughs> or how about when people like answer their phones during <laughs> oh yeah that's a thing well sometimes that. it's the thing. elderly okay. ladies that answer the phone and say i can't talk right now i'm in mass <laughs> <laughs> loudly yeah well i you know i i would be harsher on those people but it, it's happened to me not to answer but it's gone off like, in my right, pocket yeah. while celebrating yeah. mass Ooh. super yeah super embarrassing Ooh. yeah yeah and yeah, under, under all those you. vestments, you can't turn it off. You have to let the whole like ringtone play. Yeah, and you're mic'd up. And when it's Katy Perry, I mean, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. I don't have a Kate, and I'm just kidding about that. <laughs> so, you know, yeah. we're talking, we're talking about humor. A lot of the great saints had awesome senses of humor. Do you guys know any of saints that had uh, senses of humor? Yes. Diane's got one, but she's Googling it right now. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah no, I'm a little underprepared. Sorry. That's Busy cool. season. Um, but yes, St. Philip Neary is known for his humor so uh yeah i was just reading some stuff that he would do he seemed i would i would have loved to meet him he seems like i mean obviously like super holy man and everything um and uh but just some Mm. bizarre things like shaving his beard i think like halfway and then he would like purposely not pronounce words like his entire homily incorrectly and sometimes would give like the same homily like six times in a row um (laughs) like just doing some really bizarre things um but yeah, he uh, he was obviously uh, he was known for his like joy and his humor. Um, he is the patron saint of humor. Mm-hmm. He is, yeah. Yeah, I remember one story from him. So part of his humor was people were starting to notice his holiness, and he was too embarrassed. He didn't want that. Yeah, so yeah. He's like, you know, I'm gonna make him think I'm crazy instead. Yeah. So he ended up training a pet squirrel to sit on his shoulder. Oh wow! As a pet, which actually were kind of cool. I'd like to do that. <laughs> but I mean, how how wild would that be? You know, it would he trained be. a pet squirrel. Yes. Interesting. Yeah. Wouldn't be my first choice of pet, but... Yeah, and he, he like no. wore his clothes inside out. He <clears throat> wore a fur cloak through the streets of Rome to make people think he was vain. He carried a pack of brooms and stopped every once in a while and smelled them as though they were scented flowers. Like, he shaved only one side of his beard. Um, yeah, he. I guess he, he's, he wanted to be a fool for Christ, but it's just funny because, like, I read, <laughs> I read these stories and I'm like... Like, I imagine you being him or something. Like, what would I think of you if you gave the same homily, like, six Sundays in a row or, like, purposely mispronounced all I don't know, but words. tomorrow maybe I'll just shave half my beard and we'll find <laughs> <There you> out. <laughs> 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 but there's actually a rich tradition in the faith of being a fool for Christ. Mm-hmm. You know, you think a lot of the saints were willing to do that. You know, I remember one, one time at, 
like well, I mean, at several vacation Bible schools that I was running, like the last day, for whatever reason, they gave kids pies and they were allowed to throw them in the counselors' faces. <laughs> and you're like, what's the point of that? Well, it's, I'm just being a fool for Christ. Sure, why not? I guess you should implement that at your, uh, your youth meetings, right? Pass. Oh, come on now, Paul. <laughs> Paul volunteers. Paul so. volunteers. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, exactly. I'll have to set that, that event up. Oh, great. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's, it's not bad. You get it in your mouth. It's delicious. Mm-hmm. If it's not shaving cream. No, it's not shaving cream. We'll make it a flavor like... that you enjoy. Okay. I like yeah. banana cream. Thank you. Okay. Banana cream? Okay. Right, we, can do that. Mm-hmm. we can do that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when we come back from break, we're going to talk more about how humor can be used in evangelization, but also how humor can be misused and how we have to be careful with this great gift. Stay tuned. And welcome back to Restless. We've been having a rather humorous episode talking about humor, and Diane couldn't stop laughing over brain. <laughs> She's still doing it right now. If I like, you know, get the case of the giggles and you just can't stop. I mean, like, I think Diane's in that mode right now, partly because she has another joke to tell, but I think it's another accountant joke, so only three people out there listening will understand it. But I'll, 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 I might. Paul is also an accountant, so I'm the only one that has never taken a business course in my life, so, which is bad because I'm going to be a pastor someday, but... <clears throat> Okay. Diane, go ahead and tell us this obscure <laughs> random joke. Here. Yeah, okay. What did the overworked asset say to, say to the other asset? I, I don't know. The overworked something asset. About the overworked I'm sure asset it's de- something the, about depreciation. Say to the other asset, I feel so underdepreciated. Okay. That's right. <laughs> so good. Our, our producer, Mr. Lee, over here is just shaking his head. <laughs> I'll tell a joke that everyone can get. But everyone knows, well, I'll, t- I'll tell a couple. Everyone knows, like, you know, what do you call a cow with two legs? Lean beef. Oh, huh. What do you call a cow with no legs? Ground beef. <laughs> That's pretty good. Those are good. <laughs> yeah, pretty bad. One, one more quick one. Our general audience will get those. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> so if you're not an accountant, you'll understand. Them. So there are two muffins in an oven, and one muffin turns to the other and says, man, it's hot in here. The other muff- muffin says, ah, talking muffin. Oh man! Paul's I like the mind less, gap better. Paul is laughing less hard than at the depreciation. Yes, the accounting line. joke I wins. Oh, no, I the, most, the more obscure the joke, the farther you go, the funnier it is. I, that's probably true. That's probably true. So, has how can humor be misused? And have you ever had that experience of misusing humor in your life? Yeah, I think if you're um, if you're in, let's say, mixed company, and you're um, and you say something that's not that. Like, you know, if you have 10 people and nine out of the 10 find it funny, but that one person doesn't and it could hurt them, you know, a lot of jokes are at others expense or something like that. So I think that that's where it can be misused and it's not very Christian like. So you really have to know your audience um, unless it's um, lean beef. (laughs) Any cows listening? Yeah. (laughs) I don't mean it personally. I'm not cutting off your legs. That's very true. (laughs) No, I agree, though. Like, I think some people use humor because they don't want to, like, directly confront someone. But what they're saying, they they mean, but they say it, you know, like, in a joking way, but they actually mean it. And I think that can be, it can be borderline just abrasive and and mean. Yeah. (laughs) So. Yeah, it's true. I'll never forget one of my friends growing up. His name is Charlie. We used to have um, a day, I think it was April 24th, the day that we called uh, National Bash Charlie Day. And we call them the triple crown of insults, which is you're fat, you're ugly, and no one likes you. Oh. And that was kind of like... <laughs> poor Charlie. It was, yeah, poor Charlie. But he Did took he it, laugh? He laughed. He took it all in good oh, stride. Okay. Okay. No problem. But then, fast forward a few years, you know, I'm looking on Facebook, and he says, you know, this is the one-year anniversary of me trying to commit suicide. Oh, no. 
Yeah, and we were, and like I, I looked at that, and I was like, oh my gosh! Like I thought we were just you know joking around, and he took it somewhat seriously. Yeah. You know what's interesting is that a lot of comics are they live like the the sad clown like Pagliacci, right? They they are they they know how to make others laugh, but they can't make themselves laugh. There's so many stories of comics, you know, stand up comedians that are that live very tragic lives. Um, I think of Robin Williams. Robin yeah, Williams is a big one. There's lots of others too. And a lot of them that have overcome it, you know, like Richard Lewis is a big one that, that I know is, you know, had a very hard life. And, um, and so there's something about that, that they, they, they draw, they get driven off of the audience's laughter. And I think you can, you can get a little bit of like addicted to that um, and need that in your life. And then if you push it too far, that's where um, it can start to hurt others. And if and then you'll be hurt too because then they'll stop laughing. Sure. Yeah, humor can be a mask. I think mm. not dealing oh, with yeah. issues, just you know, just laughing it off when there's something you really should deal with. You know, mm-hmm. maybe in your life or your relationships, whatever. Yikes. Yeah. So we do have to kind of be careful with that because it can kind of cross that line, mm-hmm. definitely. But it can also be used for great good. How do you think humor can be used in evangelization? And do you have any cool stories of using humor in evangelization? Yeah, I mean, I went to um, when I was living in New York City, I was part of the Frizzati group there. And there was this this group of people that were just they, they wouldn't tell like they wouldn't get up on stage and tell jokes, but they were just like hilarious people um, to be around. And you just it, you just wanted to be around them, you know. And I think that that's one of those things that if you can if you have that type of personality where people are just drawn to you because of something like you're funny, you know, not in an appropriate way then all of a sudden it's like you have this now like hook into them and you can use that for evangelization, um, whether it's how you live your life or what you say. Yeah. yeah. I'm, I'm thinking of like a podcast that I listened to, the Franciscan Friars of the Renewal. They started, it's called Poco a Poco, very good. Mm-hmm. Only second to ours. Um, but, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, they're just, I mean, especially now, like this past season, they there's three of them. So there's like two, well, I guess they're, triplets but it's like twins within the triplets and one other uh guy and um they just they make fun of each other they're just so like it's almost like immature guy humor sometimes but i think it's hilarious and (laughs) um but then they're also you know like that almost makes them like that kind of broke me in i'm like oh well these guys are like normal you know like they they just kind of they get what people are going through they have the same sort of issues and they're they're honest about their issues and stuff and they make fun of them but then they're also like super um just you know like they're just guys in love with christ and so that side also shines it almost gives more like you take their faith more seriously because you know like you they've they're, they just seem like normal people, but then that makes their faith just so much more extraordinary, I think. Yeah. I remember seeing I, that. I was at a Frazati retreat and uh, a couple of the CFR, one priest and one brother was there. And one of the priests figured out, they had like a PA system and one of the priests figured out how to like modulate the voice and like play with it. And that was it. Like he had like with his, with his, uh, his uh, brother, C- or CFR brother that was there, he just had a blast with, like changing his voice right in his he was giving this serious talk he just starts like watch and everyone was like laugh dying laughing it was great so yeah, like these, the cfr guys are, are they're, really they're good. hilarious they're, they're, like yeah. they were recording a podcast and one guy just like he it was like f- five minutes to go like literally five minutes and the guy like you could hear him rooming away from the microphone because he like needed to use the bathroom really fast <laughs> and the guy the other one like one we're of not the brothers, allowed to do that here just, at veritas <laughs> catholic radio <laughs> 
he's just like screaming at him across the room, like, where are you going? Like all that stuff. And it's it's all live. And then every other episode he brings back, like, all right, do I need to, you know, like, do, do you need to check up on you? You know, like, <laughs> it's just, I, I mean, I'm not even explaining it well, but it's, it's just, it's hilarious. And then, you know, creating a light mood, just, yeah, it, I don't know. It That's just so makes funny. you, it makes them so likable. Um, even and and then when you throw like the faith aspect on top, it's yeah, yeah, it's a huge tool for evangelization. I think one of one of the most difficult things in the entire world, probably more difficult than like walking a broken glass, is teaching eighth grade confirmation class. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> because you you are literally it's a hostile environment. Like like they're shooting knives out of their eyeballs the first day because they don't want to be there. Yeah, most of them, you know, and and that humor is like that's the key. That's the key. If you can make them laugh day one, you got them yeah. for the rest of the year. Because they'll pay attention because they never know when the next joke's going to come, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, I've tr- I try to use as much humor with these eighth graders as I can. And sometimes that involves making fun of them. <laughs> oh, that's a must. That's a must. Especially- I hope I don't cross the line, but I don't know. Like, one kid this past time, he's like, he's like, Father Joe, Father Joe, can you do my wedding? I'm like, dude, you're 14. But I said, come on, man. What kind of girl's going to fall in love with you? <laughs> Oh, wow. The rest of the class, they found it really funny. <laughs> he was like, what? <laughs> it's like, it's cool, man. You'll find someone. There's always someone desperate out there. Ooh. Crazy cat ladies, you know, whatever. Oh, man. So I hope I didn't cross the line. But, but no humor, yeah. Humor no, is it can no, be I think- like endearing, honestly, too. Like when someone, when someone jokes or like makes fun of you, like in a, yeah, it can be very endearing. I think it's attractive. I think for a lot of people that are very introverted, that don't get a lot of attention and don't draw a lot of attention to themselves, if somebody actually like lightly makes fun of them um, and gives them that attention, sometimes they just open right up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could go the other way, but a lot of times folks just, just to get that little bit of attention to know that they're there, it's, it's huge. Um, yeah, because introverts, I think they want to be included in the group and they don't know if they are or not. And yeah. humor with them in it, you know, is kind of yeah. a big part of that. You can help to open up the shell too, because, mm-hmm. you know, you feel sort of just shy i remember i was in um i was in ap chemistry in high school and we had this very quiet girl she was never said she would only like answer questions occasionally in class she was brilliant she was probably like number one in the class and then one time our we had a really funny teacher and he was like uh you know what is this kid doing his free time and like just out of nowhere, this girl who sits in the back and is very quiet and brilliant, she just said, eating babies. <laughs> <laughs> it was in the whole class. Like we didn't know what to do. It was like a grenade. It was like thrown in and it was quiet and then it like exploded. It was the best thing in the whole world. Sometimes the quietest people have the funniest, like one liners. One liners. Oh, one-liners. Yeah. Yeah. oh my gosh. We have this kid in our youth group named Matt, who, you know, in the high school youth group. Oh, okay. Yeah. And, uh, and he was just, he's like a quiet kid, but he'll just throw out these like one-liners. Like all these kids, like we hadn't seen him for a while because of COVID, you know? So we finally got together in our first youth group and, and we were just kind of remarking like, you know, we're all sitting down and we're like, man, dude, like you're so much taller now. And the other guy's like, yeah, man, you're so much taller. And so like, we're standing up and being like, wow, like you're like, you're up to my shoulder. You're up to my like eyeball level. And he's like, and he stands up and he's like, I too can stand up. <laughs> that's pretty like, good that's random but yeah, yeah i like that good. i like that when it's unexpected yeah i think it makes it funnier yeah and i think that's one of the keys to humor is yeah be unexpected i really think that cheering up the sad should be one of the corporate works of mercy oh yeah mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know because i can I, when someone's going through a tough time sometimes like making them laugh even through their tears can just i don't know bring them to a whole nother level of 
We should write that in. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, write that in number eight. <laughs> So I, I wish I had that kind of power. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, humor is such a great gift. Such a great gift. Rejoice always in the Lord, it says in Scripture in Philippians. Can you rejoice always, though, in the Lord? Like, even if you're going through a tough time, like, would you, would you still keep your sense of humor, even if it's, like, a dark time in your own life? I think that's when you yeah. need the sense of humor yeah. the most. Definitely. Because that might bring you out of it or at least make it more bearable. Yeah. 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 That's certainly true. Certainly true. Obviously, in an appropriate way. Yes. You know, I'd, yeah. <laughs> I heard this funny story about you know how LOL of course means laugh out, laugh loud. out loud. But there was this old old lady who didn't know what LOL meant. So like some mom, you know. So she's she thought it. She some thought mom, it. Mom, just some mom. Some, some random there. mom, some random Karen out there. So she <laughs> she thought sorry, that sorry to all the Karens. Sorry to all the Karens. <laughs> she she thought that LOL meant lots of love. Oh. And so she was texting her friend who just lost their father and being like. I just heard you lost your father. LOL. Oh. <laughs> and apparently their kids got a hold of the phone and was like, Mom, what did you do? Oh my gosh, you just ruined your day. <laughs> That's <laughs> terrible. Like, yeah. She had to kind of explain that one. <clears throat> but anyway, here's your, your challenge of the day for Restless. Go and make someone's day brighter by laughter. You know, tell them a, a corny joke, a, a dad joke. You know, which Paul has a lot of. I have one. I did it. If you notice, I didn't provide a second joke. <laughs> That's true. We were actually a little disappointed. But <laughs> So go and make someone's day brighter because it can, actually can be a great way to bring Christ into a situation. You know, when people see you living your faith with joy and a smile on your face, that's going to draw so many people to the Lord. So don't be afraid to laugh in an appropriate way, in a way that doesn't, you know, tear someone down, but really builds them up and kind of includes them. Because it can be a great work of mercy, a great way to show Christ's joy to the rest of the world. Thanks so much for joining us on this episode of Restless. You can find us on Veritas Catholic Radio, 1350 AM, and wherever you get your podcasts. Tune in next time as we dive deeper into our Catholic faith through the... <laughs> let, me, let me fix that. Tune in deep. Tune in next time as we try to examine the... I have nothing. <laughs> Just tune in next time, okay? Thanks. <laughs> Have a great day. Bye.